Welcome to the Barbershare Podcast, where we help you to navigate the ups and downs of the barber industry. We help you to transform burnout into a thriving business. My name is Michael Banks, and I'm your host. And in this episode of the Barbershare Podcast, I had a privilege of of sitting down with Don X Barber and Tay Mac the Barber from Groomology Barber and Beauty in Hazelcrest, Illinois. These guys bring a, a, a new, fresh energy to Chicago barbering, and they hold standards that make me proud to just be a part of uh, this industry but more specifically a part of that Chicago network. Um, What I hope that you mostly take from this episode is um, to take advantage of, of collaboration, take advantage of networking, seek mentorship and be open to just learn something different than what you've been doing. Take a listen to the conversation. Um, take notes. G- Don dropped some major gems. Him coming from a customer service background, and Tay Mac has a has a has a, a fresh perspective and 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 a, and a really high standard of how how he thinks things should go, and it and it's infectious and it rubs off in his business. All of their uh, social media links will be in the description. That way you'll be able to, to just see what they're doing. Um, and um, just enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Me Because I have two gentlemen here that we just met 15 minutes ago, 15, 20 minutes ago. And um, and it's, it's, it's really dope to once again have another another moment to show that this false narrative about Chicago barbers and our attitudes is just simply not who we all are. It's a, it's not necessary for, for us to continue to, to go to other States just to build a sense of camaraderie and, and network. Like we, it's, you know, it's hope right here in this city. It's a lot of dope barbers and, these two gentlemen here, when I looked at their Instagram pages, got some heat on there. So, so they 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 definitely make sure that that that, that they represent Chicago well. And um, I look forward to having a conversation with you two. Um, I'm I'm gonna start with you. So, okay. tell me a little bit about um, who you are, how old you are, how long you've been in the industry, and what you're doing right now currently. Okay, um, I'm Donnell. Um, AKA Don X Barber. Um, I'm, I grew up from in the south side of Chicago. Um, I've been cutting uh, eight years, one year professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just finished barber school. Um, found my way to the young gentleman next to me um, through, through uh, just doing my research and finding, you know, somewhere I can work and also take my character to the next level too. Because nice. like I said, I mean, like you said earlier, you shy, I'm shy too. I just like to sit back and watch. But uh, when I 
bump my I mean, bumped around and saute. Um, I like what he did with the shop and also his reviews and customers, how he respond with the customers too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. I appreciate you having me, man. Um, been following you for a while. Um, I'm Tay Mac, the barber. Uh, Devontae McKenzie is, you know, my my real, my government. You know, <laughs> if anybody comes and see me and they say Devontae, I know it's something personal. So uh, Tay Mac, the barber, uh, I'm owner, um, founder of Grumology Barber and Beauty. Um, established in 2010, started cutting hair in 2011. Uh, I've been professional ever since. Um Went to SIU Carbondale and went there to actually be a dentist. Crazy story. Nice. Um, left there in 2010 and jump started my barber career. Yeah. And um, ever since then, I've just been trying to push the needle, you know, yeah. move forward, move forward. Um, 2012, well, end of 2011, um, I worked in one barbershop. One barbershop. Stayed in one barbershop till 2019 and I opened my own brick and mortar. Uh, mm. which is Grimaldi Bar and Beauty now to this day, opened in November 2019, right before COVID. Crazy, mm. crazy times. Um, didn't see it coming, but I made it happen. Still nice. um, worked my way all the way through, building my clientele back at the old shop um, around some great barbers. Uh, went to competitions, went to all of the festivals, everything, just to network and, and pretty much build my clientele and and um, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. It's definitely been a journey. Yeah. Um, I've been at Grimology and been taking everything that's been going in, taking everything in, taking the customers that are coming in, um, finding new barbers such as Donnell. Great help to the shop. Great yeah. help. Um, since 2019, of course, everybody has their ups and downs with shops. Um, but I definitely see a bright, bright future. And this guy, like, he came in and it's like he's been there for a year now. So he's, like I tell you, we break our numbers down every day. So yeah. he came in and I, I basically been watching him since he's been there. And he come in 7 a.m. Saturday mornings, he cutting just as much as me. I mean, <laughs> literally just, and uh, it's a good, it's good leadership in him. Um, he's he's definitely followed what I've said and, and taken it and, He's building his own character and building his own clientele with that yeah. in mind. Yeah. Um, but it's been a journey. Um, I love it. I love the position I'm in, even though, you know, some people come in and, you know, they give they they give the owner slack and <laughs> it's just it's a lot. Yeah. But through it all, it's it's definitely a process. Um still building, still building. Yeah. I wanna leave a legacy. You know, here I want to leave my footprint in Chicago. Yeah, um, I'm not just uh, owner; I'm also an educator as well. Um, I went to uh, Official Cuts Academy mm, okay. and just recently got my instructor license um, through Mr. Official within the last year. So um, that's the next process for me. So um, actually, knowing how to actually teach without showing—that's the hardest part. Yeah. I, I can, you know, teach and um, actually get my words and everything across without actually showing. Okay. Showing, you know, the visualization, that's the easy part. The hardest part is actually teaching somebody that has never picked up a pair of clippers. And you have to literally show them, you know, line of demarcation or, you know, uh, how to actually hold a clipper the correct way. 
Yeah. So that's, good. that's my next level. Um, one day looking to have my own school. Um, this is just a shop right now. So um, the brand will flow over into an actual academy. So yeah. that's the next that's the next goal for me. That's good. Um, amongst, you know, if we ever franchise, mm-hmm. I, I definitely going to have, I got a blueprint for all my barbers. You want to franchise a shop? I just want to be able to carry everything on and just, you know, you come to Groomology Barber and Beauty, you're going to get a nice cut. You're going to get yeah. great customer service. Yeah. So I definitely, this guy, Don, yeah, I look out for him. He, he, yeah. He's going to be doing great things. I yeah. promise you. All promise right. you. That's what's up, man. All- How did you end up following me? Um, like I said, through uh, uh, that dude who can cut. Dude can cut. Um, I and- liked his journey. I, he uh, started here in Oak Brook and then left and went to Florida. Yeah. And I didn't know he was originated from here. Mm-hmm. I was actually just following him on YouTube, just watching him cut certain things, the master, his reviews, and yep. came across his YouTube. Yep. And then follow him on uh, Instagram. And then I saw him post a, uh, I think, a snippet of you, mm-hmm. you and him. And I was like, oh, man, let me go check out this YouTube. Because I always try to look. I'm, I'm, I stay on YouTube. My wife hates it. But <laughs> YouTube, I stay on it a lot. I almost should be paid for it. But uh but yeah, I came across you through YouTube, um, his podcast, I mean, his um, interview with him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ended up following um, you on Instagram. And also that one interview with, um, I don't want to butcher his name, the young gentleman, um, he's, just got, he's just not getting back into the barber game. The great gift they uh, have. Yeah, you, you know, I know he knows. Jay Ruff. Like, man. Jay Ruff. Yeah, Jay Ruff. So yeah. I, I enjoyed his interview. And then that's why I came across you guys, him. Yeah, so I already followed Duke and Cut, Jay Ruff, and then you. I followed all right. you all guys. So in context, I saw all of us barbers do it, right? You see somebody oh, going on and you like, mm-hmm. you click on them, you check out your work. So I seen you, and I, I checked out your work. And the one thing I noticed right away is just the consistency in how your Instagram looked. Mm. Then I saw you here from Chicago. Then I just saw just the overall presentation. I was like, oh, he's serious. Learned it from he's learned serious. It from the, <laughs> he's the serious. So then I did a reach out to you because it was like um, now that I'm going to be doing this more, mm-hmm. especially when you confirmed that you were younger in the industry, because it was no way you had been doing this 10, 15 years yeah, awesome. because the guys that's 10, 15 years don't put that much pride and effort into their social media. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, for whatever reason, we don't do that. And and if it is like that, all you gotta do is scroll down a little bit, and then you'll see that oh, they just started doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I reached out to you because it was just like guys like Dion, Dude Can Cut, um, stuff like that. Outside of the podcast, we all have a personal relationship. Many people have been on as people that I might have mentored at one point in time, but I wanted to hear new voices, new perspectives. That's where Nicole comes in. That yeah. She's not okay. even a barber. She's mm-hmm. an esthetician. Mm-hmm. And because I'm I, I'm trying to create content around just the overall presentation of how we present, present our environment, mm-hmm. that's why I brought her in. So, but you're younger. Mm-hmm. So, as far as in the industry, you have a unique perspective. And I really want to hear more so why did you put so much pride in the way that you presented? Reached out to you. You said yes or whatever. You filled out. 
And then I seen the questions that that you you brought in. I was like, hmm, yeah, this is this is interesting because you don't have too many younger barbers that that's their concern. Mm-hmm. You reached out to me again, and you was like, hey, I want to bring somebody in with me. How did that happen? Um, just me going through barber school and so some of those questions that I put down was a big um, interest to me when I was in barber school and, and how barber school, you know, the aspect of learning how to cut, it was just, I, I think it was like, you, you can't learn how to cut in barber school. Mm-hmm. They just teach you the basics, the sanitation. Um, but when I got into a shop and I can relate to the stuff that, that they was doing in barber school I didn't like, and I was like, oh man, and I found him as a mentor. I was like, hey, I'm giving him questions. He responded. Um, he also helped me through like certain some of the um, like social media part um, cutting. I learned actually learned more in the shop, which mm-hmm. you do. What you do, I learned more in the shop um, cutting and how to scratch the fade. Yeah, and just just overall like the customer service. I mean, you can learn a little bit in barber school, but you're around a lot of fellow mates that's. They're young and they just, you know, in it for the quick game. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like that because me coming from a customer service background, fourteen years, I was, I don't think, you know, you can't just rush the process of, you know, building a good clientele and also, you know, respect behind the chair. A lot yeah. of people say they come out of barber school, it's a lot of wild things they say, man. How much they gonna charge? I'm like, you gotta. Start from ground zero, man. And I mean, I, I did. I'm witness of it. A lot of people think it happened overnight, but I, I try to tell people my story through what I went through um, transitioning into this industry. Um, like I said, I mean, it was, it was ups and downs, but mm-hmm. I'm here and um, I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, and like I said, the uh, customer service is, I think, the is the biggest key behind the chair. I mean, you can cut all you want, but I think customer service, I get that a lot. A yeah. lot of customers get in my chair. I mean, your customer service is great. Confidence, too. I got the confidence, but, you know, I try to bring the customer service. And I try to not be very boastful about it, but a lot of people tell me things. But I just, you know, it's customer service first, beyond anything. Customer service, you just can't come, you got to come correct. That's good. That's all. That's good. That's good. So... When um, when you reached out to me a second time and asked about, you know, if you bring, bring in a guest, I was like, sure, no problem. How did that happen? Um, I brought it up to um, Tay Mac. Um, I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you know uh, Michael. He's like, oh, no, I know him. I know who he is. I was like, oh, man. And then I did some more research. I didn't know you. Uh, you actually, I think a teacher of mine, the school I went to, um, he was a teacher at the school I was at. His name is Phillips, Phillips um, skinnier, taller guy. I saw him like he attended one of your uh, back in the day, your uh, classes. Mm-hmm. Phillips Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I just brought it up to Tay, and I was like, "Hey, I think this would be a good thing." We always talk about podcasts. I'm like, "It's a guy in Chicago that's doing it, like, like you know, like it's nothing." But I'm like, "Oh." I think this would be a great opportunity for us to, you know, get it out there. Um, me as a young barber, him as an OG in the game, 
So, you know, get some knowledge out there to not the young. Yet, not yet, not yet. Not OG, but <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, saying, I you know, you he's a little older, but I was saying, y'all too. But I learned a lot right. from OG. Yeah, so. Damn, he's you know, an OG, what am I? <laughs> right, right. That's like, hold on. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. So I brought it up to him. He's like, yeah, we should do it. I was like, I wanted to make sure, you know, like, are you down if you want to come out to, you know, spread some light on the industry too? I know I'm still young in the game. Um, I don't know everything, mm-hmm. and I'm learning a lot from him. So yeah, hey, so. yeah. So let me throw this back at you. Like, what made you interested in coming through? Uh, man, just your whole presentation as well. Um, and anybody that he, any good company that he knows or that he felt, I kind of go off of him. He's good. He got a yeah. good spirit, man. Good. Like Daniel <laughs> got a good spirit, man. When we out, you know, for anything, he, we just it just click. Like he gets he. Everything that I've seen him do outside of the barbershop is something that I would I would do, even being outside or yeah. just the small little things like, you know, just wearing a hat or going out. I was like, man, every time you step outside, you're a representation of yourself in a barbershop. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you're at, even if you're in a club or if you're doing anything, networking, politicking with people or anything. It's, you're still a representation of yourself and the shop. So, man, when he told me the idea, I was like, man, let's do it. Yeah, and then I already when he told me I already knew who you were, and yeah. then when I saw Jerry Ruff just do an interview, I was like, man, okay, so you know, yeah, I'm all I'm a bit I'm big on the company that you keep. So if we all network together and and everybody that's around is is you know we all about business and a little bit of fun too, I'm all for it. You know? That's what's up. So I I need to I need to ask you this question. You and <laughs> you in college. Mm-hmm. About to be a dentist. Yep. <laughs> Crazy, man. Um, I, I'm still passionate about barbering. Um, my goal was to actually pay dental school through cutting hair. Okay. Got into it and pretty much just, this is just it now. Like, I love it. I love my schedule. I love being able to do what I want to do and how I want to do it, you know? Um, and it was still me being an artist because even in, you know, in SIU, Carbondale, um, after finishing, you, I would still have to go and actually uh, specialize in something. Yeah. So it'd be orthodontics or it would be um, uh, oral surgery. That would have been another six years after 2010. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this was literally made the investment uh, with the Larry's Barber College. Um, oh, my man. Um, and I made the investment straight out uh, and it's been ever since. Got married, invested, uh, got twins, business, uh, meet great people. Yeah, it's 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 been okay. Yeah. It's been all right. Um, I I can say the least. Uh, I was been behind the scenes, like you say, you always shy and everything. I, I was at a point where I didn't even want nobody to even know I was the owner of the shop. <laughs> I was just still like literally. If you come in my shop, you people ask who's the owner, who's the owner. I'm blending in right with the guys. Yeah. I'm cutting, giving out, you know, good work. Um, social media is definitely a big thing too. Um, so me marketing and doing everything for the shop, um, that's kind of, it's a, I would say pretty much everything that I learned back in college, you know, speech and, and being in the marketing classes and stuff like that, uh, all kind of helped mold the business aspect of what I already kind of knew. Yeah. Uh, then I came from a home where my father was an entrepreneur as well. So he was nice. into trucking. So 
I kind of saw, um, you know, what it takes to, you got to give you all. Yeah. You got to give you all. You can't give up. You can't stop. You can't anything, you know. Um, so when I opened my shop, I actually, you know, it was it was hard, you yeah. know, it's just starting out, um, getting a chair here, getting a mirror here, um, budgeting. Um, then my wife, she's in, she's she has an MBA in finance, so she makes sure I don't spend a lot of money <laughs> on certain things. So um, it's just like everything just kind of played, played into what I wanted to do. And like I say, barbering was always my passion, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it'd ever be to where, to the extent it is now. So now it's like, like you say, I'm on that next level of now that I can teach. And now I'm just want to push the needle to the next guys in line and yeah. still do what I'm doing now behind the scenes. Um, but it's been, a, it's been an experience, man. But yeah, dental and, and everybody know, you know, back in the day, we 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 were everything. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it it, it, tapped it I tapped into what we are already the history of barber as a profession. You know. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So Don, you already said you got 14 years in you know customer service experience. So it makes sense. Like you have more years on the customer service side than mm-hmm. you do the barber side. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Why is your shop, customer service, um, focus? It's because without the customers, who are we? Yeah. You know, they're number one. So um, it was a lot that I learned, even my mistakes coming in when I started out. You know, um, I used to beat myself up all mm-hmm. the time. Like, man, what did I do? What did I do? Man, they, they didn't like this or they didn't like that. Or it was just little small things. Like, man, I would, I would, I was one of the older I was one of the barbers where I just wrote everything down. I had a planner. I had, you know, just bringing in people. And so I started noticing I started losing people because I would forget. Like, yeah. man, this person called me. Man, I told him 9 o'clock. Dang, I told him 9 o'clock too. So yeah. I started losing customers over time like that. Um, yeah. It wasn't uh, pretty much the haircut. It was mostly just negligence on my part, just the business aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I always carried myself clean, clean. And even in the barbershop that I was in, out of 10 barbers, I was always the one that I was looked at as one of the barbers that uh, that always kept themselves up. Um, just how I'm, just just my everyday, just staying on the schedule. Just yeah. I'm guessing that's just from college too. I know I got to be at class at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock means nine o'clock. Not 902, not 903. <laughs> I'm literally that, like, I'm not a military type of dude, but I'm always where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like if the customers say, oh, man, I had an appointment at 9 o'clock. I'm expecting you to be there at like 8.59, you know, because yeah. now it's like, man, do I need to shampoo your hair? Do I need to do this or or whatever? But um, customer service has always been my focus. So um, I'm really I'm really uptight when it comes to uh, presentation. You know, even just you can just see the see how when you walk into my shop, the feel, the music, the smell, um, just the stations, how they set up, uniform look, everything. You just gotta, man, put your smock on. How they know if you're a barber or not? Put your smock on, man. Yeah. You know, um, I always switch it up. You know, colors in the shop. I change the colors of the capes all the time. Just I to, noticed. Just to <laughs> just to give it a a, a different yeah. feel. You know. Um, yeah. So, and the customers, they enjoy that. Even when I'm not there, I still want my presence to be felt in the shop so they can see, like, man, 
Yeah, Tate, man. He he been a tight shit, man. That's good. That's you know? good. So what led to that developing of that personal style and branding? Um, I just it worked. Once I started seeing it, it actually started working for me. I was just like, man, it's, it, let's not make it complicated. Easy. Let's not try to do the most. Yeah. It's simple. If the if you make it easy for the customer to book, yeah. they can book their time, show up and be in the chair. Why not make it easy on yourself? I tell people all the time, I just need 45 minutes out your life. That's it. Mm. <laughs> Whether, whatever you got going on, I don't want you to be in here too long. I don't want you to be in here too early. I want you to be... You know, if you're here at 9 o'clock, I got till 9.45. Now you can schedule your day accordingly, you know. Yeah. Um, same way with me. Um, I have a family, so I don't want to be in the shop later than I'm supposed to be, or I don't want to run over into my lunch break or anything. That's why I tell these guys, if you set your day up, always take your break. Yeah. Just disappear. Because if you don't, and you sit in that chair, somebody <laughs> walk in, they yep. go, man, you free? Now yep. you're cutting it to your break time. Yeah. So... Um, I pretty much like I say I, the consistency, man. Just the consistency with the customer being first. Yeah. Um, regardless, you know, customers not always right, but they are in a sense. But when it comes down to just just make sure that everything that you're doing, just stay well rounded. Yeah. And well rounded in the business. Of course, you've been doing this for a while too. So, um, just stay well rounded. Don't give them no excuses to. Say that, oh man, I don't like this or I don't like that or it, it'd be the smallest. It'd be the smallest thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you you got habits where you know you cutting hair, you ain't wash your hands, and you can smell, you know, the the, the, the marijuana cologne. <laughs> it's just the small things that yeah. that customers will remember, mm-hmm. and they're gonna hold you to it. Yeah. So I try to not to say being perfect, but I try to stay, you know, well rounded with that and yeah. just. Like I said, customer base first. Give yeah. them what they want, you know? Yeah. Was there any person in particular that you saw modeling what you're doing now that had a big influence? Um, no, not anybody personally. Because um, I, I take a bit of everybody. Yeah. Even now. Like I say, we doing a podcast. I take I can take a piece of what whatever I see coming from you and kind of apply it to what I'm doing to put my own spin on it. So it's... it's yeah. Just being around or being around barbers and seeing how they move, or even the, just the barbers, even my shop, you know, um, I kind of saw where they lacked that and kind of see where I can improve it. Okay, yeah. man, that ain't working for him. Let me let me yeah. try it this way. Or yeah. man, that guy he using this, and I don't know, I don't like how that's you know. So it's, it's and like I tell them, I was like, man, it's like having a pig. Yeah, cut the fat off, keep what you want. Yeah, and put it in your bag. And that's right. it. Just put it in your trick bag. I get it. So. So Don, was his was it his personal brand and style and the way he carried himself that first attracted you? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, when it came down to it, it was his brand and also the way he carried himself. Um, months after I started working there, um, like you said, watching the other barbers around you, um, you can you know pick up what you want want and what you do not want. Yeah. Um, so basically. Um, I think he always said, or someone said, barbering is not always, it's not all about cutting. Yeah. It's about, you know, the customer, the yeah. atmosphere, um, being personal with them. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a therapist behind the chair sometimes. We just listen, mm-hmm. you know. You got to know how to respond, um, even though, you know, we might have, ter- you know, um, mistakes in our lives that we can probably relate on a good thing, on a good note. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I like the way he was carrying himself and how the customers came in and respected him when he was on time. Like, oh man, you back to back, man. Okay, I see you, man. <laughs> A little compliments and stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna imp- I'm gonna implement that in my game. Yeah. Try to you know service customers that I will that I like daily. Um, yeah. Not just anybody. I don't want to just cut anybody. Who cares yeah. about cutting the hair? Yeah. Who cares more than cutting the hair? Yeah. Hot towel shave, anything. It's just little, little, little details. Oh, man, yeah. I see you took this and did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this compliment. My wife said this. Yeah. Change, you know, just hit, fit, like you said, fitting a haircut uh, to the customer's st- um, to his head or her head. Um, so, yeah, I love everything that he was doing, and I just put it in my game, basically. Yeah. How... If you didn't get exposed to uh, emphasis on personal brand and style and, and 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 what you picked up from, what do you think your business would be like right now? Um, I think it would have been, I think it would be still the same, um, only because my wife was on me a lot. She bet, she bet on me even while I was cutting at the house. I was cutting at the house before I got into a shop, um, doing it part time, yeah. uh, working at uh, Delta Sonic. It was a car wash. Work there, work my way up, and then on the weekends I will cut hair. Mm-hmm. So I would cut clients or friends and family, and um, and she would just say little things like, "Make sure you have a snack for him, have a little drink." Oh, and yeah. people, you know, people like that. Like, man, I appreciate it, man. It's good work. So some people come in just for a conversation. I'm barely cutting hair off. <laughs> it's just yeah. they come in, man. I just saw you last week. That's when my prices is very low, and um, but I think people they still sticking with me now to this day. Um, they enjoy the, like I said, the customer service behind it, like um, yeah. hospitality too. Yeah. Um, just looking out for them. Um, yeah, just being a real rounded person. So, yeah. yeah. So those clients that was with you when you were charging really low, how 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 has it been transitioning them from being in the house charging low prices to where you at right now? A lot of them are, I'd say they are. Well, a lot of them are happy that I'm moving to a shop. It's a great shop at the end of the day. Um, so they compliment me on that, like, man, by the time you did it, man, by the time you let go of that job and actually went into what you've been doing, like my wife always said, this is not a hobby. Yeah. It's like, stop treating this like a hobby. So, and then when, you know, after we got married and um, I got into um, the barber school and um, filtered into the shop, um, I ended up, long story, I ended up losing my job right before. Mm-hmm. What was that? Twenty, I believe twenty. Uh, twenty three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, I believe, in January, the beginning of January. I think that's when I joined the shop. Mm-hmm. And then um, my goal was to leave in December of that last year because I'm like, okay, barber school, I'll be almost done. Let me get out there. But right before I was just doing DoorDash because I lost my job. My wife, I call her on break. I'm like, ah, man, like, this ain't cutting it. She's <laughs> like, why won't you just, like, babe, why won't you just find a shop and do what you've been doing? You you cutting. Yeah. Why won't you just put it full time? I'm like, yeah, you right. And then come to that story, mm-hmm. I did my research that Saturday night. I, I did three shops. He was number one. It was a shop in Orland, and then it was a shop closer to me in, um, in Stegger. And uh, so I went to the shop first because off of my research of 
watching a lot of, I was doing barber expos way before I got into barbering. Okay. So, um, yeah, me just networking with other people, what to look for at shops. So he was the first one. He was next to, he did his marketing. He did yeah. his marketing next to a, a, a food spot, a gym. Yeah. It's, it's out there on the public, on the road. Like, it's good, you know, good, good things he had going. Yeah. So I knocked on the door while well, I pulled on the door. I'm like, dang. Monday. I thought they was off on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they was open on Monday. It's like, fate. It's fate. So I walk, <laughs> I'm walking back to the car. He opened up. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Oh, yeah. And then conversation. We had yeah. goals in mind. I was telling him, like, I'm hungry. I'm I'm serious. And then started there. Months later, he showed me techniques that I needed to know. And it didn't help, man. Yeah. I've been going since then. So That's what's up. Okay. So... This is a part that you don't that, that won't be in like YouTube videos. Yeah. So I try to pull lessons from from like 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 so it's gonna be like a written document with like every lesson we learn from Don, every lesson we learn from Tay. So so far, so I'm talking to this camera right now. So so far, what we learned from Don and Tay is that, and you can tell me if you agree or not. Mm-hmm. Don, you got 14 years of customer service experience. And the customer service experience have, have had a huge impact on returning clients. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Yeah, that's true. You had supportive. You had not only a supportive wife that let you work out of the home, but gave suggestions. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Support system. <laughs> I swear. That's all <laughs> okay. That's true. We got that. Mm-hmm. You found mentorship. It poured into you. Mm-hmm. And you was open enough to receive it. Mm-hmm. Would you say I'm oh, pretty yeah. accurate right now? You accurate. All right. Tay, you weren't afraid to take a switch. You were in college to be a a dentist. That economically it makes sense. Like the average person would feel like, why wouldn't you do dentist? You're gonna make more money than that. Mm-hmm. But you didn't let what people would say you did what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's about accurate right now? Mm-hmm. Um, you took time to study yourself and examine yourself to see where you can improve. That's about accurate? Yep. You watched what other people were doing to see where they were doing right so you can learn from it, but also to see what they were doing wrong mm-hmm. to see where you can improve to make yourself have that much of an edge over the competition. You're right. You didn't wait years being in the shop working and then say, oh, I can't go out and open my own shop until 10 years down the line. Mm-hmm. You had an idea in your mind and because you had an example in your father as an entrepreneur and taking chances because being out on them trucks, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you use examples from your childhood from what you saw growing up to take that next step forward because it was nobody holding you back. Nope. Now, one time, how we even talked about haircuts. No. Right. We talked about no. No. Yeah. We have. Because it's, 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 it's much more than it's like that's yeah. what builds you up. You know, yeah. you got to have the, these small little gems to kind of mold you into being a great barber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a, bait, a great boomer or whatever, you know, you call it yourself. Um, it's just, that's, it's just the necessities, honestly. The haircutting part, that's just putting, you know, putting your, your creativity in touch on. You're going to have your lane. 
But these is these are the small things that that's overlooked. I think I think the schools is kind of they 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 brainwashing these kids or these barbs that's coming out and just expecting them to just throw them right into a shop and just make as much as you want right. with no we ain't even talked about insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or, it, or yeah. leaving yourself a, a setting up a Roth IRA. I mean, it's just can't be spending. It's, it it's small. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of intangible. That's why I kind of push a lot. It ain't just the haircuts. Yeah, I want you to do a great haircut in the shop coming out. I want it all to be tight. But it makes no sense if you you got somebody in your corner. You got little people that's that's relying on you. Mm-hmm. And anything happened to you today, yeah. you don't have anything to help them with. You know, like. Yeah. It'd be pointless. Like you're doing all this, you're breaking your back every day just to go home. The ride nights yeah, or, right. or you know, or to be Show in the club off. every week. It's mm-hmm. like that stuff will come, man. Yeah. That's that stuff will come over time, you know? Yeah. Um, and if hey, by all means, if you can afford to do what you're doing and you're fresh out of school, and you know, that's fine. I don't know where that's coming from. But I always stress to them, man, save your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Save your money. You don't know how many, man. You don't know how many barbers I heard crying over COVID. <laughs> I didn't right. cut a head over COVID at all. And, that, and my shop was fresh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I had other personal things that, you know, other, you know, real estate and stuff that I do on the, on the side is kind of oh, keeping everything suck. together too. But I didn't cut a head. Yeah. I didn't know what COVID was. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I just saw barbers in Mississippi dying. I saw barbers in Alabama. I saw barbers mm-hmm. across the, just dying off of this. And I didn't know what it was. And I had and at the time my wife was pregnant with twins. Oh, so yeah. I didn't know. I didn't want to risk nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just but it was a lot of barbers. I was like, man, three months, bro? You was crying over three months? He was yeah. down from March to May. I was like, man, I got overhead, whole shop. Y'all worried about you can't get so. this one client in the shop. <laughs> Dude, come yeah. on. So it just, it just, I had a whole different, just, man, like I said, it's, it's been a journey, man. Yeah. It's been a journey. And like I said, I'm glad this dude's, you know, he's he's one of the ones that I'm going to pour into because I don't want to waste my time pouring into somebody that just, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they're just here. So. Yeah. So we're kind of already talking about it a little bit. And I just need you to just say it and confirm it. Yeah. <laughs> It's more important for you to pour into him the business side of of the barbering mm-hmm. and not the cutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it that you've learned in the years that you've been been cutting on on the business end that you felt like if you had learned this in school, things things would be a lot easier. Um. When I was in school, they didn't push business besides marketing yourself and passing out cards, which I had that, you know, yeah. I knew that I had to go. I built my whole clientele off women and kids. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that part I had, but the business side of it, taxes and saving, um, setting yourself up in the LLC, running, passing your personal income through the business. Yeah. Um, those are the things that I kind of learned from, like even my father and learning from other barbers that kind of gave me insights on yeah. how to manage money. Um, yeah. Even, you know, with paying booth rent, um, the way he had it set up, he had it set up where we were there and we paid booth rent at the end of the week. But 
I always had it in my mind, like I hate bills. So if I see anything, I, I would want to like get rid of that and be done with it first. So I always, yeah. I set myself up where I made booth rent in one day. Mm-hmm. Get it out the way. Now yeah. I have the rest of the week is all mine. I can make as much as I want Yeah. with no limitation. Um, but it didn't really, the business side of it didn't really click in until um, it was time for me to try to go and purchase something. <laughs> didn't have anything to really show for it. You know, it was just like, man, I got this cash, but I don't want to have a shoebox full of money. Yeah. I don't want a mattress. I don't want a mattress full of money. Yeah, it's cool. Have some cash, but um, I always tell them as well, take a little bit. If you make 2000 a week, take 800 of it, 900 of it, pay yourself every, put it in the account every week. Yeah. That way it look like you're actually paying, or get a payroll service. Yeah. Um, and get a payroll, you go through ADP and you cut yourself a check every week. Yeah. So when it's time to go purchase that home or go purchase that car or get business loans or anything, you have, <laughs> you have paper trail. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's like, you can't go out there and get investment property with CAD. Right. I mean, you can, but when it's talking, when you're talking about, man, I want to buy a strip mall. Right. It's, it's levels. You know, right. that's commercial. So now they got to see that you know how to actually manage property or if you have property in order to even get commercial, a commercial loan. Yeah. Anything over four units, people don't even understand that's commercial. Yeah. yeah. Different tax bracket. Yeah. And you saying you got cash. If you, you know, if you I'm pretty sure everybody hit and bought a home. Mm-hmm. They they go deep. Mm-hmm. They be like, man, where, where did this fifteen hundred dollars come from? Why 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 did this come out? Or why did that? So you have to know that um, it is it's beyond just cutting. Yeah. Like I always say, um, well, Mr. Official words, it's behind the chair and beyond the chair. Mm-hmm. It's not just cutting hair. So um, the business side just kicked in once I started getting more responsible in the game. Um, That's good. I noticed it was just, like I said, it wasn't just about haircutting. It was it was like, man, I always talk to them like, man, I know barbers that take Saturdays off. You know, they cut two days a week, three days a week if they want to. Yeah. So it's, once you get to a certain level and you got everything like well-rounded, I feel like you're your own boss. You are. You can, you can, you can take days off. You can work as many days you want. Yeah. Uh, Long as you making your quota, long as you making sure your bills are paid, whatever. Yeah. Um, but man, business is just Roth IRAs and setting yourself up for longevity is the key. Yeah. I'm 35, so me, my goal was 40. If everything goes right, five years, I got five more years to do what I got to do to leave my mark, and which now I'm. I'm seeing what I'm trying to do. I'm thinking I'm gonna push it to about 45, but no longer than that. I'm I'm completely maybe cut one time, and that's that's only like maybe 20, 20 customers. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. like that's my goal. So you know, that's I usually don't tell a lot of people that, but I mean, I feel like that's a general goal. I mean, as a barber, I don't think nobody thinks that they're gonna be cutting to their 60 and 70, even though I know it's a lot of them that have and they love it, but they're not, you know, doing the extra legwork with it, you know. Um, I think the game is elevated so much. It's like, man, we chasing them $100 haircuts, but the people don't understand what a $100 haircut is going to come with. Mm. 
it's not just a haircut. It's just it's 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 a sir. It's an experience. Then it's not even just it's a service. Is is if you're gonna give out a hundred dollar haircut, you can't expect to do a hundred dollar haircut and get them out the chair in twenty minutes. Oh no, mm-hmm. oh no. You're pampering your customer now. You're giving them drinks. You're giving them you know uh, beer shampoo. You're giving you're selling them products. It's it's a whole thing within that, and I feel like. It's, that's the customer service. It goes all the way back to customer service. The basics don't make it hard. Just, yeah. just know that you got to do that in order to take care of your family. Yeah. If you don't keep good customer service, you won't keep customers. Yeah. Your customers pay you. So if you don't have customers, you don't eat. Yeah. You don't eat. Your family don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a domino effect. Yeah. That's so good. if you don't have, if your customers are consistent, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to go out there and purchase a home? How are you going to, you know, take care of your family? You yeah. know? So I'm big on that too. So That's good. Family, man, this is what I do it for. Yeah. I don't do it for the, the 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 people. I don't I don't really do anything to, to get claps, honestly. Yeah. I do it to, because, I, like, it's each one teach one with me. Uh, whatever you can take from me and apply it to what you're trying to do, that's great. Because then I'm going to look back and be like, man. That guy was in my shop, I remember, and now he's doing this, he's doing that. That's what I look at. Yeah. I don't really look at it to to get the applause from people that don't even contribute to your success. You know? That's good. That's good. Would you say you have more years of experience being a customer than being a barber? Uh no. I think I got more experience being a barber. So, so because I, you was cutting way before. Yeah, you. I was, and and I think finding a good barber now, I think it's harder um, because of the customer service. We don't, but when I was actually uh, getting my hair cut, man, yeah, I, I had a barber. He used to, he would cut, and it'd take him. He'd be on my hair for an hour. I'd be in there. I'd call him, and I'd be sitting in the shop for forever. So those are like experiences that I knew, like man, going into this, I don't want people to. To do, yeah. Um, so I definitely, I, I would think me being a barber, like I say, I'm hard on myself. Even if they love the haircut, I'm always looking like, man, no, I could have did that better. Yeah. I could have did that. It's like there's no such thing as a perfect haircut. But at the end of the day, you can have the worst haircut in the world. If they love your customer service, they're gonna be back every yeah. time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And now, how much of of um, what Tay is saying about business and structuring in that way? Have had such, have had a positive, positive impact that you didn't expect. Um, just I would say me jumping into the um, entrepreneurship uh, role. Um, very you know late in the game. I'm 34, um, so me jumping in that late and hearing all the gems that he giving me, you know, save, um, you know. Have a separate bank account from your personal mm-hmm. little things um, that I picked up, and just like you said, the customer service. Like you said, customer service is big. Also, on uh, pushing, you know, even if your haircut is not all that, you can still gain a customer because all the customers that was in my house, I was cutting, they still rock with me today. That's and cool. uh, just going back and looking at some of those photos, like man. <laughs> I they, thought I was cutting. They gave me a shot. <laughs> but when I got in the shop, I learned yeah. uh, different uh, ways to, you know, put a fade, placements, and all that. So uh, I guess I was winning off of customer service, part-time job, 
I was, I mean, treating farming as a part-time job, but it's, it became a uh, lifestyle now, so I'm in love, I'm loving it. So yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be on the lookout for Groomology uh, podcast. Look, <laughs> I don't know if y'all practiced this like before y'all came, but I'm like I'm looking at your question and I'm just seeing like how y'all naturally flow. It's like no, it's not in order, but it's a natural flow it's and stuff progression. Stuff we talk about every day. It's stuff, so so it's just we always talk about it, this it, stuff it, all the just time. like the beard thing you just said. <laughs> yeah. like, that's why I said with the he, trending, like it's more trending right now. Beards are trending. Yeah. Um, people want the big beard, and we saw the the beard machine. We just, yeah, we just people like, like, man, I'm like, I want to do want that. This. I want, I'm gonna get one, but just the investment and yeah, yeah. this is what we talk about, literally, yeah. bro. Like, we, this, we, we sit in the barbershop and we talk like this all the time. Yeah. Like, this it always comes back to bettering whatever it is individually and whatever you can provide for the shop yeah. as well. Yeah. So a lot of barbers, they'll come to the shop and they be like, man, how much is booth? And yeah, they all worry about that. It's just they worried about that, but I'm like, bro, it's not about that. It's more of what you can offer. You see what I'm offering. Yeah. It's what you can offer. What If if all minds are all thinking alike, man, it'll be unstoppable. Yeah. If we all come together and, like I said, I got a blueprint. If anybody wants to franchise with the shop or whatever, like I have a blueprint to you, you know, you can still brand yourself. I tell them all the time, yeah, brand that. yourself, mm-hmm. brand yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're Brains still man. under the Groomology brand as well as of now until you branch off until you do your own thing. Yeah. So, we man, we talk about this stuff all the time, man. It'd be the, small, it'd, be the, it'd be the smallest conversations that turn into, man, yeah. how, how can you better, how can we build off of this? How can we build off of, um, new? okay, man. I, yeah, show? like, man, yeah. I got my booksy boost on, man. I'm. Uh, I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in this amount of people, man. You got to keep that. Like, dude, we talk about this every, like, so that's how it's natural. It's just, yeah. this is what we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what new technologies and and tools, whether it's the actual clippers we use, which I'm pretty sure that's not what you're about to say. What new tools and technologies have you learned to adopt that has made you better at what you do that you was looking forward to share with Don? Um, social media. Social media is a tool. Yeah. It's free. Yes. Like they don't understand. I pay for Google and Yelp and all the search engines to make the shop, you know, to give people rating reviews and stuff. But social media, man, he they they in the game now, man. It's like you could do this all day and you can go viral. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're gonna have a lot of barbers. And yeah. I tell them all the time, like you're gonna have a lot of barbers. Most of your people that follow you is not your customer base. Customers. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be mostly barbers. But social media is the biggest tool right now, man. And and I sh- can't stress that enough. Like, I'm, if you see my page, I kind of, you can see from when I was, I got stuff that I archived and stuff. But I even, like you say, you can go on to somebody's page and see where everything started evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my videos even show me stuff, man, with, with, with social, with, with Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, how did you do that real? How did you do that? Like, he showed me so much. So we piggyback off of a lot of things. And he's mm-hmm. told me that. He showed me. That. That's one thing I definitely learned from him. Um, social media is just, is, is free. Unless you do, you know, you sponsor your ads and stuff. But your reach is so much further. Yeah. And like I say, even my tools was cards. Like, man, when I first got out, I was I had stacks of cards. Flyers, actually. $10 haircuts. I was giving out so many Flyers, man, they was coming back to the shop. Everybody in my sh- in the shop was cutting all of my work. Like, I was yeah. getting mad. But in this case, they could brand themselves. They could 
put they 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 watermark all of their pictures, everything. So make it easier for that customer to find them. Yeah. Now you can, and now it's a click of a button where you could just boom, click it, go to that person. It ain't no calling your phone a million times to even get a uh, get an appointment. It's yeah. it's really a, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I can say that the tool that I haven't got into is actually purchasing a camera. So um, it's not really that I don't want to do it. It's just probably just me being lazy because <laughs> the content is a job in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the way of the world, and I tell everybody I'm like, man, it's it's everything's changing now. If you don't move with the time, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. So um, I think the biggest tool right now is uh, social media. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you use social media to drive sales too? Yep. That's good. Yep. Because it's not even just about me. If yeah. you pay attention to how I market and everything, I don't market just myself. I market the shop as a whole. I mm-hmm. let people choose their barber versus pushing them to whoever they Certain want. People, yeah. If if I'm if I promote it, yeah, I'm gonna have my logo, but of course they're gonna see anything attached to groomology is gonna be Tay Mac the Barber. Right. Or, you know, or my or my government. You're gonna right. see that regardless. Um it's not about me. Right. And that's one thing that I definitely offer every barber that comes in my shop. It's not about me. Right. I want to see your growth. Right. And and that's a misconception that I think happens a lot too with barbers who are kind of narrow-minded in the way they think. They kind of mm-hmm. think like, oh, man, dude trying to always put his name on my stuff, right? They always, always trying to associate. But I look at it like this, and you can tell me if you think different. You've built a reputation for yourself. Mm-hmm. You've built a brand for yourself. Mm-hmm. Your logo and your stamp, the person that's familiar with you, they see your stamp, they see your brand, you automatically give them credibility. So you letting barbers eat off of what you've already built. Yep. You ain't trying to take nothing from them. You actually giving them something. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yep. I never seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And that's, that's one of the... Come yeah, and go, but that's, that's one that's, of the things. And it's kind of like now, it's like, man, it's like, it, it's nothing. I, man, I had, just being a shop owner is an experience in itself, man. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I would be like, dang, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? But... I broke it all the way down, and it's like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything wrong. Uh, I'm giving them every tool, everything that they need to succeed. Yeah. Giving them that stamp, giving them that groomology stamp, being associated with Tay Mac the Barber and groomology. Yeah. So now when those customers walk through that door, they already like, man, dude. So I know they, I know they right. So that's why I, I, I stress it a lot that in the shop as well. Like, man. These these people coming through the door, man. They they make sure y'all got one shot. Yeah. You got one shot. If they don't come back, it's one of two things. You either you did something wrong, and we can figure out how we can fix it, or you do everything right, and they come back, and that's that's your customer. Yeah. But you also have to be professional as well. So everything mm-hmm. that's attached to groomology is it, it's a reflection of me. That's why I say when you walk out, when they walk out and. You know, they doing what they do outside of in, in the street and they wearing that brand, everything associated is always come back to me. Yeah. Like I've had I had stylists, they like, man, why is such and such, why did the customer call you? Why they didn't call me? <laughs> they're not gonna call you. Right. They're gonna call the person of the, they're gonna always ask for the owner, they're always gonna ask yes. for the manager, they're gonna 
and and now I have to rectify the situation. Whether you rectify the situation after I've spoken to him, or I have to rectify the situation myself. Yeah. So it's just a reflection thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you may have owners that you know. It's all about them. It's all about them, which is probably. I'm not going. I'm gonna say maybe seventy percent. Everybody else, and there's some great owners out there, man. It's not mm-hmm. all of them are not bad. Yeah. Um. But I'm just. I can only speak on what I've done and what I've you know, what I've contributed to the people that work with me. Yeah. Um, and I'd say work with me because I'm, I don't want you to feel like you're working for me yeah. because technically at the end of the day, you're self-employed. Yeah, you're, ju- you're just attached to the brand. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, you know, whether you, you, you mess up your clientele or you keep your clientele, either way, you're still attached to the shop. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's just yeah. an experience within itself, man. Business. Yeah. Just being business-minded. You got to have a business mind. And I don't want anybody coming out. That's a, that's a, We need to change that narrative, man. Guys coming out of school and thinking, oh, man, I don't want to work for him. I don't want to work in his shop, man. He just going, he just taking, AMR, taking all my money. Man. You got to give it to somebody. You got to give it to somebody. You got to give it to somebody. Yeah. Whether you, you, even if you're in your home, and yeah. you're cutting out of your house. Still got it. That electric going to go up as soon as those clippers get plugged in. <laughs> it, you're going to be paying out somewhere. It's not just you just cutting hair and, and you just getting, it's just free. It's not. You're paying out some way, somehow. Yeah. And you're going to lose in the shot in the house because now you can make all this money, but you're only going to have a certain type of clientele that wants to come to that house, too. Yeah. Those ones that's coming to that house going to be the ones that, oh, man. Can you cut me for twenty dollars, twenty five? You're never yeah. gonna elevate. That's so true. being in a great shop, that's I was. Yeah. That's another thing. You're gonna yeah. that stick that 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 presentation. They are gonna come through the door. Oh man, I ain't finna go in there, man. I only got twenty dollars. Look, I'm gonna I'm ask them how much haircut is, but uh, man, they look like they doing fifty dollars <laughs> services in there. <laughs> so. If you you gotta image. look the part. Yeah, yeah image. image is everything. Nah. Image yeah. is everything. So that's another thing, you know, um, we work on too. Image. Yeah. The image is everything. People are gonna try to tarnish your image, but yeah. The people that know you, they know you. you yeah. Know? Yeah, that's good. So that's good. So where do you see yourself in like the next five years? Like Um, I definitely see myself um opening a shop. Um I definitely want to do something different if I do open a shop. I don't think I will go as big as Tay because I see the headaches he go through. Uh, <laughs> but I would, I would say I would probably incorporate my wife's uh, coffee. She loves coffee. Uh, she oh, makes nice. coffee on the side. So try to implement that into a shop, um, a coffee side with a a barber, uh, like a speakeasy similar. Oh, yeah. um, so that's why I hopefully see myself um, in the next five years. And just, you know, probably educating also, um, learning the ins and outs of, yeah. um, you know, what I went through and what I've learned prior into, you know, the next five years. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, too. That's good. I, I see the shops, I think, are going to be extinct in the next Eight years. I don't think Seven so, but I, 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 I don't. I don't think that. we talk about that out because we see how the salon suites and everything is coming together, and everybody wants their own space. Person. But I don't know. For me, I just like the camaraderie at the shop. Yeah. I just yeah. love talking sports, coming yeah. in and 
just talking. We, yeah, we have different. conversations. Yeah, it's just, different. Man. It's yeah. different. Now, it you is. know, if you have your own suite on the side and you're doing S&P and you're teaching and doing personal classes, but I still feel like the shop is just... Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a gathering. It's, you know, well, this is just what men safe and women haven. we come in. Safe, it's a safe haven, yeah. come in, and 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 when we talk, you know, yeah. just like we talking now. Yeah, so. <laughs> honestly. But yeah, this is definitely man. I can see it changing. Yeah, that's that's a big one right there. Yeah, um, I can see it changing. I just want to see. I want to hear your. I want to hear your. I want to hear your opinion on that. Because I see it's changing, man. I'm all, and I'm proactive, so <laughs> I'm I'm thinking ahead too. <laughs> man, I know. I see we it. always talk about it man. like it's, it's different now, man. I remember at the time everybody wanted mega shops. They wanted these big. Right, right. That's what I was shops. saying. I don't think I would probably go. But I mean, the only reason you I came, did, you came from a yeah, a I came mega from shop. a shop that was. But the only reason why you know the the. With the, I mean, you know, with the, the space, I had oh. to, I had to utilize the space. Yeah. But, yeah, just the whole shop thing is it's changing. It's different. Yeah. Man, I think that shops are gonna have to step their game up. It's gonna, because of of uh, the salon suites and people are now getting used to these personal experiences. Now, now it ain't just, I'm gonna get a quick cut. Mm-hmm. Um, barbershop, especially just here in, here in Chicago, we're gonna have to really learn how to do collaborations. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to learn how to do collaborations where when that customer come in the shop, is in the traditional barbershop, storefront shop, I think I think shop owners are gonna have to really step up on operations. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is is like everything working systems where it's like the, the same type of experience every single time. Yeah. You worked at detail the detail. detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked so, so yeah. that same type of system. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's gonna have to be that same way for the barbershop. The Everywhere. traditional barbershop to survive. Mm-hmm. It can't be no, I'm in the shop five, six hours anymore. Because mm-hmm. why you got a customer and you running an hour, two hours behind and, and all this stuff. You got a client that go right on their phone, right on book seat, right on yeah, style seat, whatever it is. And they see, oh, it's a barber right up the road. He got availability right now. Mm-hmm. You know, lost out. Because yeah. we, because we just in the age now where Clients have a lot of leverage to information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's not like how it was. So I started in the late 90s. So it was more so, and we didn't have the type of information that we have now. So it was just like you come to the shop and you know that he is the best person in Maywood. I started in Maywood. So he the best person. That's all that you know. Our our phones was the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't you ain't have that. You didn't have Images. Access to, images. to to social media, yeah, yeah. pictures of somebody work. You only knew what you heard. So you sitting in the shop five or six hours. Now that the customer has information, 
and barbers have information. We got YouTube and stuff. Now you got kids cutting in the house, 16, 17 years old. They oh, beats. Right, right. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I say, man. man. Before, it's, they it's, ain't got nothing to do but to just cut, cut all, all day. day. Yep. So yep. they, it's, it's this young girl. I, she's somewhere on the West Coast. Not even start with a K. I can't think of what it is right now. She's a monster. Mm. I've been watching her since she was like 16, 17 years old. I'm like, man, this, this is just ain't fair how how she killing these blends effortlessly. Yeah. Not at that age, because yeah. at, at 17, 16, 17 years old, one of my closest homies today, you still see the scars from back when she was <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. Man, we still, we he still got the bruises. He still <laughs> got the scars because I was using one pair of clippers for everything. Mm-hmm. And um talking about haircut and lining because you're doing the haircut first and you're slow. That blade hot, so now yeah. I done readjusted it and now I'm trying to line them up. I know. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny still get a discount. <laughs> to, this, to, to this day, they still get hey. discount to this day. But I see salon suites is they here to stay, they not going anywhere, and the traditional shop is in trouble if they don't adopt a, a, a collaborative effort for everybody to work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Because the clients have options now. Yep, they have options now, and they can't, and we can't survive survive off how it used to be where it was like because I'm so good mm-hmm. they gonna sit and wait on me mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. yeah it's, it's man, you gotta have something about yourself now yeah. it's, it's it's tough yeah. it's tough and yeah. it's, it's you know that and and the game of enhancements I mean the battle the enhancements and natural haircuts I mean yeah. now like we, it's all about application Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, you can use an enhancement, but I want you to be able to see my haircuts and and just be like, dude, did he use enhancement yes. or did he not? That's pretty much where I, I promote that a lot. Yeah. Like, man, you know, like even if you see some of my cuts on my page today, you'd be like, like, man, did he use enhancements or did he not? Or, you know, yeah, it looks in the hand. But, man, some of them is just getting outrageous. Some of it is just too, some some cuts are just too far. But some is just like so over the top. It's like, dude, how did he blend it like that? <laughs> Color. I mean, do you now? This is one thing too. Do you see? Um, you see a lot more Cosmo in the game now. Yeah, a lot more sharing, mm-hmm. a lot more coloring, a lot more texturing, mm-hmm. a lot more. It's, it's getting real. Like it's, that. it's getting real now. So do. now that's the thing where. Um, Barbers will stand out. I, I know for a fact. Yeah. Um, if you can cut straight, you know, straight mm-hmm. hair, you can cut the coarse hair. You can cut. You you pretty much wear around. You can cut all textures. Yeah. That's gonna stand you apart from the barbers that's coming out of school and one fifty and sixty dollars a haircut because yeah. they're not doing that. Yeah. They're not. They're they're one sided. They're one. Yeah. They they putting themselves in a box and they don't even understand. Like man. Yeah, dude, you're in yeah. trouble if you don't learn it now or at yeah. least get to the point where you can do it and service the customer the correct way. Yeah. You're going to be stuck in that box, man. Yeah. You're never going to go to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's what gave me uh, a slight advantage because I am a cosmetologist. Okay. Um, right. So so that's my background. I went to Pivot Point. Okay. So if you would have met me 
seven years ago, uh, a lot of my clientele was half men, half women. Mm-hmm. So um, I did a lot of cut, color, blow dry. Um, back early 2000s for six years, the 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 team that I worked with was, uh, we worked at a shop called Professional Hair Designers. So how I got there was Erskine Reeves brought me there. Mm-hmm. So Good me and Erskine too. worked. Uh, yeah. We worked together for like six years. We and we come from the same neighborhood. We were the two okay. youngest in our neighborhood to be working in the shop. Okay. Um, so it was me, Erskine, uh, Oz. I'm, I'm not sure if you know Oz, but I'm saying this part because they don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring back memories. <laughs> yeah. So it was me, Oz, Erskine, Sam Lemire. Uh, have you Sam ever used Lemire. his products? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. all those guys were in my wedding. So, okay. So so that's okay. that's how okay. how close knit we were. Uh, and there was a couple of other guys there, but we always challenged and pushed one another. We always took what we were doing with women hair and incorporated some of that into what we were doing with barbering. And I think that's what gave that that shop before we uh, split apart when the owner died. I think that's what gave us the edge in in the um, in the area that we was in because the shop owner. I think it was like once a month or whatever on Thursday mornings, we had shop meetings. Some of those shop meetings were, we had a class. Mm. That class was they brought in someone from SoColor Matrix to do a demonstration in a class on how to properly apply color. All of us is learning the same thing. So that put us in a position where if I'm not in, the customer can come in and be serviced by Sam. And... The, the money still circulates within the shop. So the customer had the option to go from different chair and then it put it didn't put a strain on me mm-hmm. because yeah, if if they would have went to another shop and I'm not there and they came and sat in your chair, it's gonna be tough mm-hmm. coming up and getting that client back right. if all I had to offer was just a haircut. Because you coming in with customer service. They don't get you. you. They come come to you. And y'all really stepping up on the customer service. It's going to be hard to win them back. Mm-hmm. So our thing within our shop was let's make sure that everybody is on the same page and capable of doing the same so that in the event that we can't get to somebody, we can keep the money circulating amongst us. That's, a, that's, that's I'm, smart. I'm man. taking that. I'm, I'm taking I'm that definitely, Yeah, I'm going to use that because... I do color. Do I'm color, mostly yeah. do the coloring and women cuts. Mm-hmm. So he could do the women cuts as well. Um, I, I and a few other color, Yeah, gotta... but the color, we he he been standing next to me and to and kind of getting down. everything down, yep. getting his proportions right and getting the colors that he's looking for. Um, uh, but yeah, I find myself, I, I get burnt out a little bit because yep. I do all my women colors on Tuesdays. Yeah. So um, if they can't get to me, then it's like, man, I'm already, it's, yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's nobody that I can actually send them to in the shop to get the color service done if I'm yeah. not there. So that's one thing I'm definitely, um, I could take from this. Yeah. And because yeah. and, I do have the connections to have people come in to do that. I yep. just, um, um, just got to make sure, like I say, I'm going to pour into the people that wants to pour back into me as yeah. well. So, um, that's just something that I'm. Um, I think I'm going to uh, incorporate. Yeah, so that would take a lot off my off part my of back, uh, so. 
part of what I want to do, and you can use this if it works. Um, so I haven't found anyone to work in the chat next to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this one girl, she come and she rent like one day a week, but that's because she was already working here in the suites. And, okay. and that suite owner, they uh, they decided to retire after COVID because they had a, I think their youngest client might have been 60. And you know, COVID like really, yeah. really, yeah, took a toll on the older clients. Yeah. So, so she rents once a week for me, but she has the skill set to, to, you know, be in here with me because she offers a whole different vibe. Like, I believe we complement one another, um, and she could service those that I'm not able to get to. But that's. Man, I'm, I'm really on camera saying that. She, that's not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get you. I understand. No, you know, yeah. We definitely yeah, understand. understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm looking, I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for someone who, if I say, hey, they bill is 125, they not punching. Cause right. You, you like you ready, and then yeah. and not feeling like you have to overperform in the certain areas, just because I want to focus on you understanding value and what people really pay for. So part of what I'm doing in the meantime, what got me with cameras and stuff is when I first started here, I was in the room next door. I started in the smallest room. I got into the suites because the last shop that I was in, I was only there at the shop because the storefront that I had as my family grew. And I didn't have barbers. Where it was, it was me. I got eighteen hundred square feet. I'm in there by myself. Um, had people come through, but they like, oh man, these walk-ins ain't really. Walk-ins. I ain't never depending on a walk-in. Mm. I, <laughs> I tell, I, I tell the bar, I tell barbers, bro, that's too. Christmas. That's Christmas. Right. <laughs> that ain't, you know, walk-ins. You need to come. You need to bring people. You need to bring new blood in the shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, bring new yeah. blood in. And 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 if these walk-ins come through the door, that's Christmas. That's like you opening up your gift, don't know yeah. what you're gonna get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. And man. um the way I think now, it didn't happen until later. Like me coming here, it was like me starting over because it was in twenty fifteen that I had started introducing myself as, you know, when I when I do like classes or I teach, I introduce myself as probably the most successful failing barbers in Chicago. And what I mean by that is I won the competitions. I got the trophies, got a clientele, make some money. But if I get sick, it's a wrap. Mm. The way I learned business, if COVID would have happened in 2015, mm-hmm. COVID I, definitely opened my eyes up. I would I would have definitely been been that barber sneaking in the back of the shop having having curtains over it because it was like that's the only way I knew how to eat. Mm-hmm. But it but it but but it wasn't until 20, 2015, it was like January, I get a phone call from Georgia. I don't know nobody in Georgia like that. So what what do we do? That's why I go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then um I later on listened to voicemail and it was a guy by the name of Raymond Torgano. I've been watching this dude on YouTube for at that point years now. This is like one of my favorite YouTubers. He like, 
Haircutter, man, I've been watching you for X amount of years, and man, I love what you're doing up there in Chicago. But man, we need to talk. You know, I want to present something to you. So I call him back, we talking. So naturally get on the phone, we exchanging compliments or whatever. He's like, man, brother, all this stuff you're doing up there, man, it's great, but this is what I need you to do. I need you to go get a can of gasoline and drench it over everything you've been doing and burn it up because <laughs> you're doing it wrong. And I received it because I've been watching them, learning from it, and everything he pointed out, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right in everything that he, he perceived from afar. So I'm taking notes, and he had me read this book um, called The E-Myth. And that book had me in the shop in tears because I'm, I'm listening to it on audiobook. I'm in tears because I'm listening to the main protagonist of the story, and I'm identifying with what's going on. He told me right away in January, he was like, if you had a shop where you're afraid to bring people in because of the ambiance and the experience and what the owner is doing, and, and I'm going to say this, I don't care, him doing drugs in the back, I didn't know he was I didn't know that was going on, but the customers obviously knew what was going on. I didn't know what to look for. I'm a little green. I come up in the suburbs, so I'm mm, so 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 I didn't even know yeah. all the you know like the nose running and all this stuff and him the mood changes. I had no no clue. You just, you just don't look into people. That's how I was. Right. I, I don't Staying really look into yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. to bring this to bring this up to make it relevant, why we even bring that up? Because I'm not try. I'm not. It's relevant to the story. Right. He told me I need to leave the shop right away. That's January. I didn't actually leave until December 31st mm. that same year. It took me a whole year to move because it was like I got years of experience doing it one way. I'm comfortable. And I just accepted this is just how it's it is. Gonna be. This yeah. is how it's going to be. But December 31st, the owner came to the shop late. And I'm cutting. I work the same schedule every. I start at at six a.m. every every New Year's Eve. It's I've been doing it for years. Shop owner too. He coming there late at seven thirty. His clients was like, "Man, you keep doing this stuff. I'm gonna be right over there with Mike. I've been waiting to get in his chair too." <laughs> he went to the back. The shop owner walked past me. Went to the back. He was in there for like 10, 15 minutes. And um, I'm saying this stuff because I need to document it too. He comes in, he comes back up to me while I'm cutting, and he gets in my face and starts japping on me about how I'm disrespecting him. And this is why all the bills is so high. I'm about to go up on your booth rent. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you was charging too low. Anyway, I've been eating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you, hey, I've like, been there. Hey, the last one the two. Hey, the story the almost owner, sound so, like his. Man, the owner did me like that too. It took my key from me because I was, I was getting it. Like, bro, I'm, I'm in here six, yeah. seven in the morning. Yeah. So I'm talking about cutting from seven to seven. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was back. Took yeah. my key from me. He's like, man. He's like, man. Then you using too many hot towels. I'm like, huh? He's like, man, don't use my hot towels no more. I'm like, all right, bro, I get my own towels. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. bro. And that's why I say, like, those are one of the, the that's that's what molded me into the owner that I am today. Yeah. 
That's it's good. just it's just like, bro, you don't treat your people like that. Yeah. You know, especially the ones that's really eager to get it. Now, if you got the nigga, excuse me, <laughs> you got the guy over there sitting and he sleep every day and he ain't bringing nothing in the shop. You ain't saying nothing to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's so, crazy, so, man. so, so he, he, he get up in my face and what happened was my little brothers, he, he coming in the shop. <laughs> my little brother, whatever you perceive in me, my brother is the opposite. Mm. I'm lighter. He's darker. I got no tats. He's all tats. I smell like cologne. He smells like weed. <laughs> my little like he's, <laughs> he's the exact opposite. So he sees, he sees what's going on and he, he has this look like, I've been waiting to swing on somebody. <laughs> but I'm like, Shit, chill, right. because in that moment, light bulb went off. I remember the conversation with Ray. I remember all the work that I put in. I remember, I just started, I'm like, I don't have to take this. Mm. I don't have to be here. I'm a little petty, so I had my little brother get a little small bin like this, pack up half of the bin, Take it to the car. We taking these slow trips. So I want all the customers to see what what's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving and I'm on the phone with my wife and say, I need you to find me a spot. Cause I need to start all over. But I feel like if that wouldn't have happened, I would have still been there because up until that point, I just accepted Whatever. this is the way the industry is for me. Yeah. I got trophies, clients making money and I'm miserable. I'm making I'm making money, but this is before I understood the numbers. I'm making just enough to for the money to go right back out and pay bills. I have no concept of profit. I have no concept of insurance. I have no concept of life outside of the chair. And I just accepted that that's 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 the car that was dealt. But it took somebody from the outside to see something in me and to pour into me. That was my first experience of real mentorship. That's why I value mentorship. That's why I think you're going to be good. That's why I think the fact that you're willing to share and pour into people, your business is going to be successful. Because you two have a situation that I I didn't have. At PhD, we had a real team that was great, but I can't say who. One of them, once he found out what I've been doing recently, like, man, by the time you, f- you figured it out, mm-hmm. dude, like, wait, so you seen me <laughs> doing things the wrong way. That's how it be, man. And you didn't say nothing? That's how it be, oh. bro. That's how it be. So I made my commitment that I'm not going to let my negative experiences and even my negative experience, even amongst those who I call my brothers, maybe it was something going on with me that I wasn't teachable. That's why I'm pointing that stuff out early on camera. The fact that you look for mentorship and you was willing to be taught. Mm. Maybe it was something going on with me that I wasn't able to even even be taught because it was when I was younger, especially when I was real, real competitive, even though I'm quiet, even though I'm stuttering, you don't want to smoke. You don't want to come try to challenge, like, to, like, 
This is at the end of the day. The day we, 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 I am a Chicago barber, and I, <laughs> I talk trash too. <laughs> like, like, like. So, and, and it's fun. It's mm-hmm. it's it's sport. Like 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 we get better like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what pushed me and what drove me in that direction was less about my love for barbering, and it had more to do with me seeking validation of who I was. So because I sought validation for who I was through what I did, which was cutting, all of my identity is in cutting. So if a customer didn't like what I did, I'm taking this. They don't like me. Mm-hmm. If a customer ain't coming back no more, they left me. Mm-hmm. Been there. Right? So yeah. I did everything I needed to do to keep the customer happy, even when it's like I need to go up on my price, but I know this person, ah, they go, they not going. So I don't go up on price. <laughs> and now I'm giving them lousy service because I'm stressed out because I'm trying to get them as clean as I can in a timely matter to get to the next person. And you and the stress is just coming out one way or the other. Either I'm taking slow time and the other customers getting agitated. Or I'm rushing, and they know that I'm rushing because this is abnormal. You're sacrificing who you are and as you are as a barber. All because I have an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Because I came in the industry the wrong way. I I started off the wrong way. So when I came here to the suites, after the dude got my face, it was like the light bulb moment. Like, you know who I am? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, (sighs) yeah. I'm about to take this gasoline can. I'm going to burn it all up. So I came to, to that room right over there. Uh, January. I started January 7, 2016. That's when I, I brought my camera, my first camera, um, shortly after that. For the sole purpose of turning that camera on, just like how it is now, mm-hmm. and I wanted to study myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's... I turned the camera on just so I can watch myself, watch how I work. Mm-hmm. What I was doing was, I was able to see everything I did wrong. I was able to see where I was able to pick up my speed. I was able to see everything that I know just ignored their client. Mm. I was able to see the things that I did right. It's like, oh, that was good. I should probably teach that to somebody else. I was able to just really just study myself and just improve. And then um, then my oldest son, he got into photography and he wanted to do video. So because I never wanted my kid, I never wanted to have experience with like my kids where they talking to me, talk to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be engaged. So I, whatever he was watching, I watched. I, I studied, so we had the same language. So when he started talking about ISO and aperture and shutter speed, I know exactly what he's talking about. So I always mention him because he is he helps me a lot in the business uh, as far as like um, the content creating um, and coming up with ideas and concepts. Most of what motivates me uh, is less to do with borrowing more. Like I love movies, so mm-hmm. I take things that I watch from like movies and and you know. I put this in there. Saying that to say, 
when I started taking pictures of my clients, I would just take, you know, pictures of them after they got a haircut. And I wouldn't put it on my social media because I was only taking pictures to study my work. Because I noticed that, like, I was always told younger, like, you need to have a third eye, which is your mirror. That'll show you where all your flaws and stuff at. That camera steps it up a whole nother level. I told y'all that. I was, I, be telling, I was like, man, your eye going to show you one thing. That's the I, mirror going to show yeah. you one thing. The camera going to show you one thing as well. I, yeah. I tell them, I'm like, man, turn y'all to the mirror. Because yeah. even if you look at it tight, these iPhones just as clear too. Mm-hmm. So I already broke. know the I already yeah. know the cameras do a whole different yeah. game. So yeah, yeah. So and that might expose a lot of that, yeah. what's going on in me in my cuts. So mm-hmm. I think I might just invest yeah. into a camera. You know, yeah. like I said, but yeah, I say it all the time, man. Yeah. I say it all the time. So this ended up being my trick for building out building out what I would call um, understanding the difference between your customer and your client. Mm-hmm. This is what started building my true clientele. Mm-hmm. When I started taking pictures of them, and because I had no intentions of posting it, I would just send it to them. Because I'm I'm just kind of a geek. I you know make it look nice. They post it on their social media. They social media, they friends and family, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I naturally engage with my clients on social media. I go in, I comment, this, that, and the other. Then you check your analytics. You're like, wait a minute. My website traffic spiking, and I do the comparison. Oh, when this client posted this, I can see the traffic on my website. Mm -hmm. That's when I start noticing there's something here. Social media is a tool. So now my number one tactic, like, like if... If anyone get into like you know any one of like my classes, the first thing I have you do is, depending on where you at, unfollow all those barbers that you follow, except for the ones that really push you. Mm-hmm. You said that's okay. If they ain't inspiring you to be better, or you're learning what not to do, because I believe that everybody should have an anti mentor too. Mm-hmm. They should have somebody that you keep close to you that reminds you of what you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Unfollow everybody else and only follow your customers. So then that way, when that, the only thing that's coming on your feed is your customers. So then that way you see all they getting ready to, ready for this trip or whatever, right? They out, you know, shopping. I don't know why everybody like take pictures of like they clothes or whatever. <laughs> but you see that they're getting ready for vacation. Comment on there. The reason why you want to make a comment is because you're the barber. It's, it's a memory. Oh, that's the barber. I need to get fresh. More than likely, they're going to say something like, oh, man, I need to come get right. People are nosy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to read through the comments. They associate my homie who getting ready to go on this trip that I'm jealous of, that I can't go on this trip with them. That's the barber. This is who I want to be like. They associate the closest. If I can't go on this trip, at least I can go get fresh like them. That's, that's true. Hey, that's, that's, that's good. a nice that's one good right, there. right there. Yeah, it is for real. Because I never even thought, I mean, I go in there, I like it, but I never... Try to got engage. It, got to, but, That's why to engage. Yeah, like I, yeah, I thought yeah. about that. Engage. Yeah. You gotta leave something on there. Yeah. But I follow so many people in the industry though. It's not really a lot of like clients. I said, follow your customers. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Not so you're not really in a position where you can like change everything like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you you shop on it. You could hire somebody. Yeah, I could that's so that's yeah. their sole purpose yeah. and I is to make that. sure that the shop 
is following the clients that come in, make it where the clients are engaging with the shop as a brand, as a whole, making sure, you, you know, you can put like different things in place with like notifications. When these people post something, whether it's on their stories, this, that, and the other, the client sees that the place of business that they get serviced by is engaged with them. And then that's when it moved me on to the next thing that I learned. So what I just told you works for me worked better in Facebook because Facebook is more about family and friends and just mm-hmm. that and the other, right? That's 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 you where know. you get your older clientele, yeah. the ones that's gonna probably Kids, stick. families, yeah. Yes, yeah. right. So yeah. so um then what I started doing um a little while ago, um I have I haven't done it in a couple of years. I would start writing blogs about, you know, beer oils and fragrances and this particular brand, just how to use it, how to apply it. Put that on there. You make sure you got a title right. Those things come up on Google, post a snippet of it in in my newsletter. I do more marketing in my emails than I actually do on social media. If I got four spots that I want to fill up, I am not going to post on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post I'm going to post this in a blog to my email list from the people that booked and the way I personally do it is I only send out this email to the people that I've seen in the past 3 months. The reason why I do it is because that memory of that that dopamine release in their body of how them compliments this is still fresh to them. Mm-hmm. I send out hey I got four spots they're about to go quick. Some four spots is gone with 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, I definitely that. see I that. Like that a lot of books. younger barbers now, they get on social media like, hey, I got four spots available. I have not once posted that on my I don't, do that, story. In my, I don't do that in because, my story. Like I said, do it through books. Yeah, yeah. The power of email. Yeah. yeah. Or the email or whatever. You know, people yeah. that you, then they come, I've, you know, some customers that could, didn't get in um, that week. Oh, man, I want your books, man. I couldn't get in. Hey, man, them bang gone. That's man. why you have to book ahead, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, a reason why, because I'm servicing more customers than normal. So it's like, yeah. And that's 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 so, that's one thing. I like his growing stage. That, his growing stage, I've I've noticed it too. Your your clientele is building. Your clientele is building now. So now you have to um, work out those people that don't want to follow of booking and getting in. When they get tired of not being able to get in, eventually they might fall in line. But yep. yeah. it's gonna yeah. take some time. Yeah. It's gonna I'm, take I'm some time. Yeah. You're gonna lose people. Yeah, but power and scarcity. Yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna lose people. So don't get discouraged with that. Because yeah. I man, I like dude, what what. And sometimes you need to lose them to so gain. they can go experience something else. Yep. That they can't get yep. from you. They might go get a decent cut. Then they gonna call you back. And be like man, I went over there. Man, he was getting me in. Man, but. He talk too much, man. Yes. I'm in the chef for three yes. hours. Exactly. Exactly. You ain't getting yeah. that over here. So yeah. you've been waiting for three hours. <laughs> yeah. So nah, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. So that's that's gonna, you know, then like even when I go out of town, you know, you because mm-hmm. I cut his hair. So yeah. all everything that all everybody that sit in my chair, I got a blast that I could send out to. And mm-hmm. man, gone. Don't get it. Gone. The whole week be gone. Yeah. People be like, dude, like I'm like, bro, like. 
a lot of people. You. I got a lot of people. I've been telling y'all that yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. But. Like I, I'm playing out my hair because with him, yeah. she, she knows. And he, like, in the shot, like, oh. and he in the shot with me. Yeah. So it's like, I'm bro, we got to schedule it. I'm, <laughs> you know I'm not disrespecting his craft. I'm trying yeah. to honor it. Yeah. So if I can yeah. jump in line, everybody else can so open up that schedule. That just made me. So the last person that cut my hair was a Johnny Duke and cut. Okay. That was 2021. What? Oh, man. <laughs> that, man, that was a long time ago, dude. That's right before you moved, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, no, matter of fact, no, let me take that back. He was, one after that was Muse. Okay. From a, he was the last one to cut my, uh, okay. 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Dude, the dude can cut was before that. J Ruff was my birthday, twenty fifteen. I don't get a chance to sit. I don't get a chance to ever get served by anybody because when I'm off, all, all y'all you ain't trying to cut. So 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 I be having to, you know, do what I do for myself. I do that on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, then I'll do that. You know, throughout the week, I I may style like my hair, but I'm, I'm so. I'm so burnt out. Yeah. I'm working so much. Yeah, I understand. But I'm doing it with purpose now. Now it's not like okay. like I'm working I'm working towards something. I'm I'm mm. building something so it's worth it. What is it like for you to sit down and get service in the shop? Like 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 are you able to learn more about what the customer is experiencing? Um, when I sit in this chair, um, honestly, I always heard, you know, if if you inspire, if you buy if you're inspired by somebody, try to sit in that chair. Um, see what you can learn. So every time I sit in this chair, I'm either learning something customer service wise, um, even like how, you know, how you throw the, the towel over my over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you do the razor and you clean it, you're not turning back and forth. You right there getting me right. And I learned that. And I brought that to my customers and they like, man, doing some detail work, man. I like it. Yeah. Um, just certain things, um, speak to the customer. Um, how he I, I don't know, when you're a barber, you sit in another barber chair, you see how they cut. You mm-hmm. feel it. The way he, um, you know, cutting up, you know, fade doing the fades, the comb hitting you lightly. Mm-hmm. You see the technique, you see the you yep. dance and silhouette. Yep. You see the silhouette in the cut. So I like that. Um, so I try to take that into consideration on my clients. And um, since I've been getting cut by them, um, I, I learned a lot. Because I didn't get cut by other barbers. Um, like, um, shout out to the uh, Lazar barber in um, Orland. He's a, good, he's a good barber too, him and his brother. I was getting cut by them from years and gyms, learning gyms from them too. Mm-hmm. But... Um, just sitting in this chair, I learned a little bit more on on aspects of bringing that to my customers. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, and the same for you. Yeah, are you cutting yourself or are you getting cut by somebody? Yeah, hey, I get cut, man. I, I try to support everybody. So yeah, I man, Ben and Lays, shout out to Lays, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Barber God, he just cut me recently. Nice. Um, uh, uh, Reese, got you faded. Yeah, homie, homie. Um, I try to I, I spread the wealth. Yeah, I, I sit good. in everybody's chair. Um 
just just networking. Like I said, I, I'm mm. the camaraderie, man. I'm 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 never I'm not that type that's just gonna uh, get cut by just one person. Um, now, like I touch myself up, I can cut myself, but yeah. it's just something about just sitting in the chair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also it's me supporting. You know, yeah. I even mm-hmm. even barbers that has worked in my shop before and they go to another shop, I still go to where they at. Yeah, that's I good. I get haircuts sometimes. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty much you know if I if I don't go if I go without a haircut it's because Man, one, I'm not it's something that I'm not doing, or mm-hmm. I'm not really in the mood to get cut it or whatever. <laughs> but I clean myself up, you know, yeah. touch my beard up or whatever. And sometimes I cut this off, like I don't even have my beard. I cut really? it. Up. I keep this like, like just my mustache and my chin. That's it. My eight year old and my twelve year old have never seen me without my beard. without a beard. Yeah, mm. <laughs> this the longest I ever kept my beard. The longest. I, I haven't cut it since. When, uh, the twins. Uh, nah. Oh, you cut it before? Nah, because last year, my birthday, I didn't I, have this. You didn't. Did. Yeah, so this year, I kept it. I kept it. I think it was... No, nah, it was. Birthday, last, yeah, it was last year, it was. May 20th last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May 20th last year. Was, that was the last year I had my, my beard, and I haven't cut it since. I didn't cut it down a little bit, but yeah. it's the longest I kept it. But, yeah. you know, um, that's just me being lazy. Yeah, yeah. But, so I got the concept of going around in different barbers and stuff like that. Um, that's actually from Bruce Lee. Okay. Bruce Lee, do you know anything about like like how he developed like his styles? Mm-mm. I don't know he used to go around like different dojos to pick fights. Okay. He picked fights with whoever the, the sensei wow. was there. He picked fights so he can learn his style. Mm. And that's how he improved. I, so I, I guess I guess I can see that because everybody do cut and do my fade differently. Yeah. Uh, some people can lay my waves a little better. Some people do my beard work the best. You know. Yeah. Um, but I do choose who I fade, do yeah. go to. Yeah. You know, I don't even. I can't just you know. See right. It. Right. Right. Of course, as a barber, as a barber, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things too. I cut barbers how a barber should be cut. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have do you because you're a barber. Like a lot yeah. of people get nervous when they cut barber. That made me turn my turn. That made me turn up even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna give you a cut, cut yeah. like a real cut. You know. Yeah. So uh, and that's what I kind of look for when I do yeah. find a barber that I want to get. I'm like, man, he, yeah. pretty sure he'll smoke my cut. Man, yeah. I'm gonna go mess with him or mess yeah. with her, whoever. You know. Yeah. So, so with that being said, and bring that all, bring that all up. The answer is obvious. Is it more beneficial to, for us as barbers to collaborate or compete? Collab. Collaborate all day. I'm telling you, the power all of that, day. man, is, is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just all day. people out of town, I, I, admit, I tell them all the time, I go to expos, I meet people from, I know a lot of people from the 245 to mm-hmm. branching, Sean cuts hair, all of them, they down to earth and they try to motivate. Yeah. They, they try to motivate. Like, man, I'm glad you're doing it, man. Then told you to do it. You know, just to. So I think if you all in one room and you know people actually need to get out of that that box they in. Yeah. And it's not just about cutting hair. Like we go back to it. Yeah. You have to network. You have yeah. to get your name out there. You gotta speak about things that you know the dislikes in the shops. Yeah. And just like what we're doing about the sweets in the shops. Yeah. There's a lot of things. So it's like you have to collab. 
Yeah, Whether they believe it or not, man, we all learning off each other, right. some way, somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah. never, we never stop learning. And, never. You know, if a barber tell you they got it all figured out, I'm gonna say they a lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I always dude. ask questions. I ask questions. Yeah, it's just to see my growth. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that the collaboration, yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Jay Ruff too on that Elite Masters class, uh, the the Elite mm-hmm. Masters invite. Because I, like yeah. I feel like you need to be around the people that's in the industry in your city, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's um, good. And break that stereotype for yeah. Chicago, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh just, man, y'all doing it for me. I ain't get it's it's hard. I know, man. You know, <laughs> it's so it's, but that's that we feeding off each other. That's how it's supposed to be. Man. Yeah. Feed off each other energy. Like Talk this is it. this is well needed. What you're doing right now, man. Oh yeah. Appreciate like I say, I definitely I do want a, a, a podcast. Uh, I want to put one together. You can help me out. Yeah. Yeah, it like, wouldn't be so much of this, but I want to talk about like daily like conversations with the shop is yeah you know just just insight on man just the barber thoughts the minds mm-hmm. yeah you know? um, yeah but this yeah. is this is dope man I appreciate you invite me too appreciate you coming yeah. appreciate you coming mm-hmm. definitely definitely appreciate you responding my my focus in the direction that I'm going is the person I have in mind is the particular particular is the guy that's already burnt out that's ready to throw in a towel trying to help him navigate this through through his burnout so he can hear where he might have went wrong at get some inspiration hear from people that's right here within the city and just push past and 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 not give up not throw in a towel um I, I think there's a lot to learn from younger barbers because it already sounds like you kind of confirmed in conversation. There's things that you learn from him. Just as much you poured into him, mm-hmm. there's things that you picked up that made you better. Your willingness to be to 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 receive any type of criticism if you mm-hmm. if you give them criticism. Um, your willingness to 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 be taught and to be mentored and to pour back into other people is just not a common thing amongst us and there's no reason that it that that should be the norm mm-hmm. so while chicago has a reputation i'm trying to change the narrative mm-hmm. there's some good people here in the city that, that like doing different things that like collaboration that like to build off one another that like the energy of just being in the room mm-hmm. with other barbers like it's lonely in the suite mm-hmm. It's a loneliness. Like, like one of the reasons why I came to this room is simply so I can look out the window, <laughs> see what other people see are doing. Right, right. Something <laughs> You know, it was just you know, and um, I know my next transition out of here is probably going to be, you know, something different for me. Um, I, I like the day to day cutting, but for me, I'm my services will look something more like. If you're getting ready to rebrand yourself, uh, you know, you would come in for cut, headshots, video interview of you promoting your business and your services, your whole brand kit. So I'm getting away from, you know, the seventy-five dollars. Take a look on that, because man, I'm thinking about doing that anyway. Like that's what I say, I'm at the stage now where um bringing barbers in and letting the shop work. Mm-hmm. I've been Man, last four years, five years, been just 
babying. Yeah. Just just making sure my baby ain't, ain't going bad, making my baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, and I'm always on the go. But now, this year has been, since my birthday, a lot of opportunities that came my way. A lot. Yeah, so, that's good. I'm, it's not, it's, it's, I'm really, really working on beyond the chair now, for real. That's good. Um, but the rebranding and everything, definitely, man, reach out to you about that, nice. for sure. Yeah, so. appreciate that. So, uh, Don, how can people follow your journey? I see... So you got a YouTube, and I I noticed that you were doing a lot of <laughs> I vlogging in the early days. The wife she told me like we need to get back on it, but yeah, um, <laughs> hopefully YouTube soon because I, I told Tay like we hey yeah. man it's you know Instagram is we seeing everything we got to do something different we yeah. got to get on YouTube but um, yeah you can follow me the uh, um, Instagram Don X Barber or YouTube Don X Barber um, yeah and. Uh, that's where you can find me at on Facebook. Yeah. With my real name, Donnell. Donnell Davis. So, <laughs> two N's, two L's. So, that's, that's cool. <laughs> Tell you something. Yeah. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Tay Mac the Barber. Uh, Facebook, uh, Devontae McKenzie, uh, my government. And uh, Grimology. You can see Grimology Barber and Beauty uh, everywhere. That's, that's, that's me. That's us. Yeah. So... Um, my wife, she's a CFO, so if y'all see me, you know, if anything's going on, just know I ain't spent a lot of money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> she keep me well within my budgets. So, uh, also, I want to make sure that uh, we aren't affiliated with, uh, there's a groomology in Texas. There's a, it's a pet place. I didn't, be crazy, didn't know where it came from. Just once I put it out there, like everything, it just seemed like, a lot mm -hmm. of other stuff. I mean, it almost down to the colors, bro. Like, crazy. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. Grimology um, Barber and Beauty is not a school because I've heard people ask because of the name. Um, Success favors the well-groomed, um, which is our slogan tagline. And uh, school will be coming. Uh, can't get to, to be dated, but just look out for that. Yeah. But um, it's been an experience. It's been, it's been fun. Um, yeah. I am looking for barbers and hairstylists, locticians. If anybody is inquiring about a space, um, good, well-rounded guy, man. Real easy, real easy. Grand if I'm doing too. anything, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I have a uh, block party coming up okay. for the shop. I'm invited. Man, shout out to Tay Mac and Don X. Man, you 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 guys are a true inspiration for Chicago barbering and. I want to definitely um, salute you all and the whole, the whole groomology, barber and beauty team. I am your host, Michael Banks of the Barbershare Podcast. The takeaways that I want you to hear from this that has been repeated over and over is that there is power and opportunity in collaboration and network. Be open to mentorship. Mentors are people that are placed in your life that have more experienced than you and have traveled a role that you can gain insight and perspective. Um, and if you're able to get a coach, a coach is able to give you action plans and steps to help you to achieve what it is that you're trying to accomplish. If you like this episode and you made it this far, please share this with somebody. Share this with somebody who you know is taking this craft serious 
um and uh let's grow together man i want to hear hear about this in the comments i want to hear what was your big takeaway and um man if you're trying to get more plugged in into the community check the link in the descriptions to actually actually join the barbershed community where you can hear um, more interviews like this um see video clips um get more insight um and even i mean just because we are barbers i mean of course we're gonna have haircutting in there and um i want to be able to just really build a tight-knit community that not only meets like this virtually but we can get together in person um i am your host michael banks and um, i'll see you in the next episode Thank you.